Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 3, Checks and Limitations. Ugh. Oh, did I wake you? I'm sorry. I guess I was kind of in my own little world, trying to forget about last night. I guess I always default to cooking. It's okay, princess. I'm glad you got some sleep. You turned into a corpse the second your head hit the pillow. I just need to get my bearings. I'm just not used to being up this early. I know. I really am sorry. At least I managed to get up without disturbing you. You slept on my arm, by the way. It seems to have been faster asleep than the rest of me, which is saying something. Took a good five minutes to get the feeling back below my elbow. Would you like some tea? I still can't believe you don't keep coffee at your place. That's an American. Well, there hasn't really been an America since before I was born, so I think I'm safe. Can you at least put a couple shots of whiskey into it? I thought that was implied. You know me so well. <sighs> That's better. So... Are you okay, princess? No. I didn't think so. I had no idea you two were together here. Should have guessed something was up when you didn't show up for dinner. So, how was Mom Spätzle? There's a plate of it waiting for you. You couldn't have brought it with you last night. Might as well lean into the kummer speck. <laughs> uh, kummer what? <laughs> kummer speck. It means, uh, grief-eating? Sorry, it's one of those German words that doesn't directly translate. Unlike, say, Seilhauser? Amanda, you didn't ask my mother the German word for root bunny, did you? I guess she'll find out when you pick up your, uh, Kummer... Kummerspeck. How do you always know how to make me feel better? I'm just returning the favor. For the tea, I mean. It's exactly what I needed this morning. I think I need the rest of that bottle in mine. I'm still processing what you found on that holotape. Full disclosure, I did read the first paragraph or so. Um, compartmentalized stuff, but I stopped as soon as I realized what was going to be in there. You told me enough about what they did to you to know that I don't want to know anymore. I just... Seeing that on the screen... I hoped that all of that was going to be sealed up in Vault 76. And the more distance I got from it, the more I'd be able to... Make peace with it? I'm never going to make peace with it. It's been two years since I left the vault behind and I still have nightmares. I considered skimming through it to see if I could find any names. See if any of them were still alive. And uh, make sure they'd um, lack the necessary equipment to hurt anyone else. Some things are better left at rest. Well, somebody disagrees. And we need to find out who. We? I need your help, Amanda. And Charles's. And my parents. And Odessa's. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to walk into when I go and see her later. She was pretty upset. And I can't blame her. It would be so much easier if she'd acted unreasonably. I have an idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey! Alright, what's your idea? You should bring her a present. A present? <laughs> yeah, a present. 
When you were rambling last night before we went to bed, you mentioned that she seemed really happy when you brought those pastries your dad made. I'll take your word for it. Last night is still a little... foggy. So maybe... If you brought her something, it would start the conversation off on a positive note. What? You seem very keen on helping me smooth over last night's debacle. It's like I said, you need her if you're going to figure out what the hell is going on. The Brotherhood has resources we don't. And I don't like seeing you like I saw you last night. I saw enough of that when we were together, but I was... We were just so deep into it. Yeah, we both made a lot of mistakes. And I don't want to make the same mistakes with her. Or different ones, for that matter. Did you really not tell her who you were giving the holotape to? I told her I was going to give it to a friend. Come on, Beth. What? Are we not friends? You left out a lot of context. No wonder she's pissed off. She's not stupid. What was I supposed to do? Tell her that I'm going to give the tape to my ex-girlfriend, who's a raider, and oh, by the way, we still have sex now and again. My point is that you were treating her like... I don't know, an intelligence asset or something. That's what she was at that point. <laughs> Bullshit. Now you're starting to piss me off. You know good and goddamn well you didn't set up that little encounter to get a new asset. Fine. Yes, I did it because I wanted to meet her. Because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And? And no one's knocked my back foot since... Gosh, I don't even know. <clears throat> I can't decide if you're trying to get a rise out of me or not. You didn't so much knock me on my back foot as tie me up and throw me into a pit. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. But seriously, Amanda, I felt so... drawn to her. I mean, I barely know her, I get that, but she's just... I mean, when we were chatting, I got lost just looking at her and listening to her voice. She does have a nice voice. You should hear it when she's not furious. I'm sure I will at some point between now and the wedding. Stop teasing me! Look, Princess, let me give you five caps worth of free advice. You just met her. There's obviously a hell of a strong attraction there, given that the two of you were about to go at it on the kitchen table when I came in last night. But you said it yourself. You barely know each other. I was joking about the wedding thing, but it kind of feels like you're ready to pick out dresses. Just let it breathe. Why are you looking at me like that? When did you become such a relationship expert? I guess I've done some growing up since us. And now it's my turn, it seems. So, after breakfast, how about you take a shower, and then we'll pick out something nice for you to wear. Then we'll go through your tech stash and pick out that gift. I'll stop and see my dad on the way to Atlas as well. If he's found anything out, that'll be the best present of all. Uh, Valdez? Valdez? You okay in there? Oh, you know. Never better. Uh, okay. I brought you some coffee. You had a late night. I figured maybe that's why you were so... Uh, grumpy. How did you know I had a late night last night? You see, Eric isn't feeling well, and I saw you come in when I was getting her some soup and crackers from the mess. Talk to me, Valdez. What's wrong? That doctor turned out to be a wild goose chase or something? No, actually. Quite the contrary, in fact. We had a very productive conversation, and he gave me his personal journals and notes. That's what I've been going through this morning. Oh, that was a lucky break, huh? Yeah, it was. He said that Vault Tech had come by and taken all of his equipment and formal research, but it was obviously not Vault Tech. He did say, though, that they had Vault Tech credentials and he recognized them from the program, so that may give us some insight into who's behind this. How did you know I went to see him? I didn't see you here all day, or the day before, for that matter. 
<laughs> Am I really that invisible to you, Valdez? What, do I have to bribe you with coffee to get you to notice me? Oh, no, Alan. I guess I've just been really focused. There's a lot to all of this, and I'm clearly missing a big chunk of context. How do you mean? I was hoping that getting something from the perspective of one of the lead researchers might fill in some blanks. But I'm guessing it didn't? It kind of did. I have a clear picture of what the project was all about, and that picture wasn't pretty. But I still don't understand why it suddenly becomes such a priority for every bad actor in Appalachia. Even I can barely wrap my head around the technology and how it works. What's a blood eagle going to do with it? Maybe they figured they'd be able to sell it for a lot of caps? Maybe. But even that doesn't make sense. It seems like there are much easier ways to get things that are a more reliable payday. Oh, so the juice doesn't seem to be worth the squeeze. It doesn't. But it's not like I have any expertise with black markets or access to the one that's operating here. So, I'm just really speculating. Oh, and you don't know anybody who might have that kind of access? Mm-hmm. I asked her to come by this afternoon. We have a lot to discuss. Why do I get the feeling that there's more to that discussion than black markets and brain scanners? <sighs> because there is. And I take it you don't want to talk about it? Not really. I just... I guess I made some assumptions that I shouldn't have. Assumptions? I really not like you, Valdez. You know, you have your head screwed on straighter than anybody in this place, Romani included. And there's nobody with better instinct. I mean, I'm a scientist. I'm used to dealing with facts, not with feelings. Well... Well what? You're a person, too, you know? You're more than just your job. I, I gotta be honest, sometimes I feel like you forget that. I see you open up sometimes, and I, I think it's really great to see that side of you. I just... I just wish I saw it more. You know? Thanks, Alan. Look, I just... Back in California, my life seemed pretty straightforward. I was happy. And then everything got turned upside down right before the expedition left. And all the things I thought were going to be constant fell apart. I'd mostly managed to compartmentalize everything, and a big part of that was focusing on my work. And there's been a lot of work to do, so that made it easier. But then all that changed a few days ago. Yeah, and between this new threat and... Well, what makes you so sure that it's a threat? Well, I'm not so sure, but I think it's smart to treat it as one until we find out otherwise. Maybe we should talk to Paladin Romani. She's probably the best risk assessor we have, and she might give us a little clarity there. Hmm. No. Not yet. She's got enough on her mind, and you're right. This thing is way too weird to evaluate in a normal way. Dr. Flagler's notes are hard to evaluate, too. In a normal way, and otherwise. What do you mean by that? They're all over the place. Some of them are completely lucid. Sober. Matter of fact. The kind of thing I would write myself, you know? But others? It's like they're written in code, but it's more like shorthand, I guess. But the shorthand is almost incomprehensible. I can practically see his mental decline playing out over the course of his journals, and frankly, it's heartbreaking. You know, it sounds like you need to take a break. I do, but I can't afford to take one now. There's one common term he uses that keeps popping up, and I'm trying to get a handle on what he means. Uh, maybe I can help you think through it. Hit me. It's the words North Star. Huh. Well, uh... North Star? It's the brightest star in the sky, uh, that much I know. People have used it for navigation for, what, millennia? Yes. And people have used it as a metaphor for just as long. So he's probably using it as a metaphor, but a metaphor for what? I don't know. I think that it would be obvious if he was of sound mind, but he's not. Not close to it either. It's tragic. He clearly has a brilliant mind locked inside there somewhere. He just can't seem to get at it. He didn't start to use the phrase until his decline was decisively apparent. Maybe that's a clue. You can always go back and ask. You might even catch him on a good day when he's more lucid. 
I don't even know if he has good days, Alan. This wasn't caused by a disease. It was caused by him going in and tinkering with his mind. I have no idea how it works. And all I can really tell about that from his notes is that it's really, really bad. It might be worth a shot, though. I think it might be. But... But what? I don't think I can go over there by myself. He seemed pretty agitated, almost hostile, when we weren't the delivery person he expected. He might remember me, but he might not. I would need to take Beth with me. They've known each other since she was a child, and I think that connection was the only thing that allowed him to focus as much as he did. And that's a problem? Look, what is going on between you two? Just from an operational perspective, I'm not going to ask him anything about the personal side of it, okay? Fine. She kept things from me, Alan. And that bothers me. Sure. I get that. It bothered me too. So what did she keep from you? Mostly stuff about the last file on the holotape. Remember how it had a strange file name? Kirsha? And she told me that it was a German word that she recognized because her mother was German? Yeah, uh, Cherry, right? Right. Well, turns out that Kirsha was a nickname that she had in the vault because of her red hair. She said she didn't mention that because she didn't want to raise any concerns unless the file turned out to be somehow related to her. Was it? I know she said her friend was going to try and decrypt it. Did he have any luck? She. And yes, she did. Indirectly, I guess. She took it to someone else. Who exactly, I don't know, and that person got it decrypted. It turns out that the file wasn't just related to her, it was all about her. It was her full personnel file from Vault 76, including a lot of information that was supposed to be highly classified. Oh. Oh. This is getting... complicated. And there was no reason for it to be! That's what's so frustrating about this. It's like, it's like she was being secretive purely for the sake of being secretive. I trusted her by giving her that tape in the first place, and she didn't trust me enough to give me the whole story. That's strange. I wouldn't have expected her to be like that. I mean, you two seemed pretty open with each other when you were talking in the lab when we first met. I guess that's a big part of why this has been so disheartening. Right from the minute she tossed me that hollow tape, we really seemed to connect, I guess. Now I don't know what to think about, God, any of this. Any of this? Val Valdez, you don't have to tell me anything you're not comfortable with, but I'm your friend and I'm worried about you. If I'm being honest, I'm a little worried about me too. But right now, I think the only thing I can do is focus on this research and try to figure out What's going on? Well, hello. Hello, Daddy. I was hoping you'd stop by. I'm almost afraid to ask, but how is Tony? He's, well, he's alive. But I understand what you meant about his decline. He was lucid one moment, then spiralling the next. Odessa and I managed to keep him mostly centred, but it was a struggle. He wants you to visit again. That's encouraging, at least. I'll make it a point to do just that, and soon. We missed you at dinner last night, by the way. I know, I'm sorry. Odessa and I were both... Drained after talking with Dr. Flagler, and I thought it'd be best to just make her dinner at my place and relax a bit. You could have brought her over here. We always have room for more. Oh, but I suppose that could have been awkward. That would have been a moot point anyway, since Amanda burst in just as we were starting dessert. She did say that she was meeting her contact after dinner to retrieve that holotape. Wouldn't tell me who it was. And I couldn't seem to figure it out either. Must be losing my touch. You're not. I can't figure it out either. But 
Whoever it is, they have access to some pretty powerful decryption technology. Indeed. Well, the reason I'd hoped you'd stop by isn't so that you can retrieve your spatula. I have information. You do? That's brilliant. I have some as well. I thought so. Charles and I have been working through our contacts. Charles, my boy, can you come in here? Elizabeth, it's so lovely to see you. I promised that I did not eat your spatzel. You better not have. I was already gutted that I didn't get to eat it right after Mum made it. Why don't we start with your news? Sure. It may inform what you found out. Basically, that file that Amanda's friend decrypted, the one named after me, it was a full copy of my Vault 76 personnel file. When you say full... I mean full. Even the compartmentalized files? Yes, it had things even I didn't know had been recorded. School records, who my friends were, romantic relationships. Very specific and very secret aspects of my training. It was... Very thorough. That's troubling. All of that information should have stayed locked up in Vault 76. Even the Overseer didn't have access to some of the more sensitive, compartmentalised information. What's more troubling is that it was clearly put there by someone who knew that you would be there when it was found. I just realised. It's worse than that. How do you mean? Whoever put it there thought I'd be the one to find it. Remember, I specifically waited to go to that location until the Brotherhood sent Odessa. If I hadn't went to up a situation where I could meet her, I would have gone in and found it myself before they even got wind of it. And now, they've been drawn into something that whoever's behind this intends to be personal. This can't just be about her, can it? I, I mean, no offence, Elizabeth, but this is a hell of a lot of effort just to... upset you? I suppose... No offence taken, Charles. You're right. This isn't about me, as such, but... Someone wants me to know about it. But why? I wasn't involved in this project at all. I didn't even know about it until everyone started chasing the tech. I don't know why. And I'm afraid the information we've gathered doesn't really shed any light on that side of things. I guess we'll just have to hope whoever's doing this shows his cards at some point. Until then, I'm gonna have to be exceptionally careful. No, no, please do. This is a radically different situation from what we thought it was. I'm afraid, though, that you're going to have to put that new level of care into practice right away. The third lab was broken into and looted several years ago, so the technology and research contained there has escaped our adversary thus far. But, based upon some conversations with contacts, along with some chatter Amanda has picked up from patrons at the Spider's Web, we're fairly confident that we may know where it is. I take it that it's not in the middle of Charleston with a bow on it. It is not. Have you ever heard the name Craig McAllen? I have. Amanda's mentioned him several times. Big underworld boss from Pennsylvania, right? Right. He and his sister Davina took over the family business after their parents died. They recently expanded their operation here. Makes sense. Lots of people to take advantage of now. Craig and Davina run a bit of a one-stop shop in the Savage Divide. Uh, drugs, prostitution, weapons, that sort of thing. The difference between them and ordinary raiders or traders, though, is that they cater to specifically a more high-end clientele. They offer specialised services, shall we say. Whatever a client's desires, no matter how depraved, they generally find a way to fulfil bespoke weapons, high-end drugs, um, exotic sexual partners. <sighs> I hate them already. Lily, I need you to stay focused. At any rate, they recently began offering a new service, but they're keeping it very, very quiet. That's why we're one step ahead, for now. They've begun trafficking in experiences. Sounds like they already do that. Not like this. 
They're using technology that allows people to directly relive the experiences of others via memories that have been recorded on some sort of high-capacity holotapes. That definitely sounds like the sort of thing Project Mind's Eye could be used for. We're not making any assumptions, but that certainly seems the most likely possibility. Another, though, is that they simply heard about the technology and are luring people in with the intention of cheating them out of their caps. An underworld boss certainly wouldn't be above that sort of thing. But there's only one way, by our reckoning, to find out. You need to go undercover and find out what's going on. That should be fun. What am I up against? Well, it's a much more sophisticated operation than your typical raider outfit, so you'll need to be on your toes more than usual. You can do it yourself, if need be. But it would be rather easier and significantly safer with a partner. Female, preferably. Oh, uh, can I take Amanda? She's brilliant on operations like this. I am afraid not. Both Craig and Davina know her, and it's likely that some of the patrons at their establishment will as well. You want me to take Odessa undercover with me? Will that be a problem? I know she's not a trained intelligence operative like you, but she has the kind of skill set that should fall somewhere between beneficial and indispensable, given the nature of the operation. I'll ask her when I talk with her at Atlas, but we didn't leave things in a good place last night. What happened? I was a bit too cagey with information and it blew up in my face when Amanda burst in. I hadn't told her that Kirsha had been one of my nicknames, and I didn't let on at all about my relationship with Amanda either. The latter bit makes sense. It would be one thing if you two were still together romantically, but going into any sort of detail there likely wouldn't have done anything but introduce unnecessary complications. I understand that, but she deserved to know. I see. Names? You are going to be Alice Halstead, and Miss Valdez will be Courtney Fonseca. What's our in? I've taken care of getting your names on the entry list. Uh, 15,000 caps each will get you through the door. 15,000 caps? My goodness. They have a special, very exclusive tier, and that's the entry fee. You need to be in that tier. Amanda's arranged to have a couple of her employees do the heavy lifting for you. They'll leave as soon as the exchange is complete to ensure that they're not recognised. Once you're in, Craig or Davina will probably vet you, but I'm sure you'll navigate that without issue. As am I. How do I play it? Their new endeavour seems to be mostly centred around sex, so steer the conversation in that direction. They'll likely try to get you to try a uh, romp with one of their metahumans or something like that, but try to get them to volunteer the existence of the experience we're looking for. You'll have to be subtle about it, of course. Of course. That's as much as I can help with, I'm afraid. None of the people we spoke with had even been near the door to that area, so there were no help in terms of what it looks like. What kind of security is in place? None of it. We'll have to be nimble, and one of us has never done anything like this before. You're making me wish I was 40 years younger. This would be brilliant to watch play out. I have to be honest, I'm not comfortable putting her in harm's way like this. I understand. But I have every confidence that you'll be an outstanding teacher. After all, mine was pretty good. In fact, Dad, 
Can you take the lead on getting her ready? I'll help, of course. I'd be happy to, dear. And it would be very nice to finally meet her. I promise not to embarrass you too much. Now, Charles has prepared some documentation for you two to review. That may help. I think it will. Thank you, gentlemen. I guess I'm off to Fort Atlas. Wish me luck. Good luck, Lily. Um, Odessa, may I come in? Of course. Can you close the door? We need to talk. Yeah, I suppose we do. About last night. Yeah, I'm sorry about all that. All of it. I never should have kept anything from you. It was unfair. It was. And? It hurt. The thing is, for nearly my entire life it's been semper occultus. Always secret. Exactly. One of the most important tenets of my training was to be very careful about what information we revealed, lest it compromise an operation. And is that what this is? Just an operation? No, and that's why I'm gutted about how I handled everything. That ends now. It'll be Semper Veritas between us from here on out. I hope that's true. But I'm sure you understand I can't just take that at face value. I do. And I'm relieved that you're even willing to talk about this. I thought that you might just have an initiate at the entrance to tell me that you never want to see me again. Oh, I considered it. Well, not exactly. I felt you deserved to hear it directly from me, and not an initiate. But I need you to understand, that's still on the table. I understand. And I'm glad that you changed your mind. I guess I'll find out if I am too. I, um... I wanted to talk to you about dessert. What about it? What we were about to do. That isn't normally the kind of thing I rush into. I guess I should be glad your friend interrupted. I don't want anything to happen between us that you're not completely comfortable with. And if Amanda's interruption stopped you from doing something you feel you would have regretted, then I should be glad too. That's just it. I don't know if I would have regretted it. In the moment, I wasn't conflicted about it at all. I wanted it. A lot. You certainly didn't seem conflicted. I felt free, I suppose. Freer than I have at any point since I left California. The whole thing just felt right. And then suddenly it wasn't. Yes. Very. Not right. I want to make sure any lingering questions get answered so we can have a bit of a fresh start, I suppose. Who is Amanda to you? I thought that would come up. I met Amanda not long after I left the vault. We became involved fairly quickly, but the relationship was... toxic. We were not built to be together in that way. So... After about six months of non-stop fighting and making up, I finally stormed out. Vowed to never speak to her again. But that clearly didn't last. A few months after that happened, I got a freelance gig to track down a missing Enclave lieutenant. When Colonel Valeria gave me the details, I got this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. But a job is a job, so I went to Amanda's bar to see if this missing lieutenant was there. And? She was. I collected her and sent her back to the Enclave, and Amanda and I began a reconciliation. I see. And I take it that you've been back together since then? Oh, heavens no. We've never gone back together romantically. We've managed to concentrate on the aspects of our relationship that did work. We're brilliant as friends, but we understand that we're terrible as a couple. But in the interest of full disclosure, we do sometimes serve as a bit of a relief valve for each other. I'm a big girl. You don't need to speak in euphemisms. We still have sex. Hmm. 
And, um, hope... That has not happened since you and I met, including last night. She did stay with me, but just to make sure I was alright. She sounds like a really good friend. She is. Thank you for telling me the truth. You deserve it. I, um, brought you a present. A present? Why would you bring me a present? It was Amanda's idea. Something to try and make up for how I behaved. Really? Honesty is the only present I need from you right now. Oh. Just out of curiosity. What was it? It was a specially engineered high-capacity fusion core. It holds roughly 175% of the charge a normal one holds. I thought you might be interested in reverse engineering it so the Brotherhood could have longer stretches in their power armor without swapping. Might save some lives. That's... wow. That's incredibly thoughtful. Thank you, Beth. It's my pleasure. And now I have really good news. My father got a lead on where some of this brain tech is, and whoever's chasing it doesn't know about it yet. That's fantastic news! I can ask Alan to get a team together and we can go there right now, before we get beaten to it again. No, let's not do that. There are a couple of factors at play. First, we believe there's a mole in the Brotherhood. We don't have any information on who it might be, but some information has gone out there that only you guys had access to. I think that's one reason this group has stayed one step ahead of us. That can't be true. I need to tell Paladin Romani. No, this is something we need to keep under wraps for now. The smart play is to wait it out and hope they make a mistake and reveal themselves. But until then, we have to be very careful about whom we share information with. Semper occultists? In some cases, that approach is still justified. Alright. I'll go along with it. At least for now. But at some point, we have to at least inform Paladin Romani. When we get a bit more clarity, I agree. The other thing is that because of the nature of who's holding the tech, going in undercover will be the best way to get our hands on it. If we go in guns blazing, the most likely outcome is that it will be either rushed away to safety or blown up in a firefight. Either way, we lose access, and this is the best shot we've had so far. That makes sense. So when are you going undercover? Um, I'm not going undercover. We're going undercover. What? Beth, I'm not an operative. I'm not even a field scribe. How on earth am I going to go undercover without getting myself or both of us killed? You're not an operative, that's true. But we need somebody who's smart enough to know both what we're looking for and what we're looking at. And I need somebody I can trust. There's only one person who ticks all of those boxes. It's still early. So we have several hours before we need to be there. We'll stop by my father's house and give you a crash course. He's the best teacher on the planet. He'd better be. And then we'll go to my place so we can pick out something to wear and get your hair and makeup sorted. This is a high-end establishment, and we're both going to need to look the part if we're going to have any success at pulling this off. Well, this is going to be exciting, if nothing else. You're going to be brilliant, Odessa. Dad's provided some briefing materials that you can review on the way. So we're really doing this, aren't we? We are. And we're going to make a brilliant team. You'll see. I guess we'd better get going. I hope your father has a lot of patience. I'm his daughter. What do you think? Your father is a great teacher. I actually feel like we might be able to pull this off. He's the best, he really is. And your mom is adorable. <laughs> All right, let's find something in the wardrobe for you. I'm thinking something black. You're the expert. I've been wearing Brotherhood uniforms almost exclusively for so long. I haven't picked out something because it looks nice since, well, California. You look fantastic no matter what you wear, so this will be easy. And I sat out a bra and knickers for you as well. I'm guessing the Brotherhood underwear is... functional, but not stylish. Just let me know if I've guessed wrong on any of the sizes.
You did a good job with that when we visited Dr. Flagler. And it was nice. It made me feel like more than just a scribe for once. Ooh, this'll work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love being a scribe and I'm proud of it. I just, I don't know. I haven't felt like a whole person since we left for Appalachia and I want that back. Maybe that's part of why dessert almost happened. Well, if it helps, I've seen a lot more than just a scribe since we met. You're, well, you're quite something, Odessa Valdez. I've put out the dress and the rest. I do hope you like it. If you don't, please just say the word and I'll pick something else, or we can even pick something together if you'd like. I'm sure it's lovely. Was there anything about tonight that you want to go over? I have the briefing materials here with me so we can talk anything through that you'd like. I think I'm pretty clear on everything, actually. I guess it's all going to come down to how I react in the moment. But uh, there is one thing, Beth. What is it? Do you hate it? Oh, no, it's lovely. It's one of the most flattering things I think I've ever worn. But I do have a question. Of course. What's up? Where's the rest of it? Oh my god. I know, I know. I'm sure you have something a little more... I don't know, maybe... Like a sack? Beth? Hello? I'm sorry, you... You took my breath away. If you're uncomfortable, I have a shrug that you can wear over the dress. Or we can pick something else out entirely, but you look amazing, if that's your concern. I trust you, Beth. This is just a lot. Or a little, actually. Based on what your dad and Charles said, this really does seem like the best way to finally get to something first. We've been playing from behind until now, and I want to do whatever I can to change that. It is the best way, Odessa. I wouldn't have put you in a position like that if I wasn't utterly convinced that was the case. Yeah, I believe you. Is knowing you always like this? What do you mean? We've known each other for, what, less than a week? But it feels like I've lived more since I've met you than I have in months. Maybe years. I guess I'm a bit of an experience sometimes. But I promise it's not always this much of a whirlwind, I guess. Oh, well, that's comforting. So would you like that shrug or a jacket or another dress entirely? You know what? I'm good. But what are you going to wear? Well, since you're wearing black... I thought red would be a nice compliment. You are the fashion expert. I am definitely not a fashion expert. But I do think I have a good eye. Well, regardless, I think whatever you pick is going to look great. This dress is kind of growing on me. It has a lot of oomph. Any oomph is all you, Odessa. You'd better get changed. We still need to do hair and makeup. And your father said that we had to be there at 20 hundred hours sharp. Yeah, this group is very big on respect, and being late is something they would consider very disrespectful. Oh, come on already. I want to see this red dress. Yes, ma'am. This is it. Clever use for an old bank, isn't it? It is. I'll be interested to see what they've done with the place. Dad said that it's supposed to be nothing like the Raider brothels and gambling dens. Are you ready? No. But your dad has got me as ready as I'm ever going to be. So let's go. You look great. And you're gonna do so well. Yes? I'm Alice Halstead and this is Courtney Fonseca. We're expected. Hmm. Let's see. Yes, you are. I take it these two guys are 
carrying your cover charge? Yes, they are. Boys. I assume I don't have to count them. <laughs> it's entirely up to you. This club is all about trust, so I'm going to trust you. But violating that trust is a very, very bad idea. So I hope you understand. We understand. Very good. Since you two are new to the club, and that you're VIPs, Mr. McAllen is going to meet you inside. Go to the bar and wait there. I'll send word that you're here. Being on time is a good start. He hates it when people are late. Thank you. That guy at the door? Wasn't like any reader I've ever met. These guys are different. My dad told me stories about the pre-war mob. They were every bit as brutal as raiders are today, but they had a rigid internal moral code that they held fast to, and woe betide anyone who violated it. Moral? I thought they were criminals. They were, and awful ones at that. Murder, drug dealing, prostitution, rigged gambling. You name it, they were into it. That doesn't help me understand this moral code. It was really just a way to keep everyone within the various organizations in line. For everyone to continue to operate with some measure of impunity, they had to do so. Well, if not cooperatively, at least in a way that kept them out of each other's way. I see. I'll try to keep that in mind tonight. And I'll try to keep quiet and stick to the science once we get to that part. You can handle the spy work. There's not an eye in this place that's not on us right now. Especially you. I thought undercover work was about blending in. It's more about fitting in. When someone who looks like you comes to a place like this, it would seem off if you didn't flaunt your looks. So the smart play is to go completely in the opposite direction and... show off. Here comes a bartender. It's showtime. What can I get you, ladies? Mr. McAllen said that everything will be on the house. Something strong, please? Yes, ma'am. I think I know just the thing. And for you? Make it two. Yes, ma'am. I'll be right back. I thought something to calm the nerves would be a good idea. See? Already thinking on your feet. You're a natural. There you are, ladies. If they're not to your liking, I'm happy to make something else. I'll check in with you in a bit. Mr. McAllen will be here momentarily. This is good. I don't drink cocktails very much. I think it's mostly because they usually taste the way paint thinner smells. That's not surprising. Liquor's also been one of the Mafia's specialties, going all the way back to when the American government tried to ban it. Mafia is... It's an old world term, and a loaded one at that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. Times have changed. And so is my family's business. It will take time for people to understand that. Craig McGowan, it's a pleasure to meet both of you. I take it you're Alice, and you're Courtney. That's right. It is a pleasure to meet you. And if I may say, you make an absolutely stunning couple. How did you know we were a couple? Oh, I did my homework on you two. And not to give away any <laughs> trade secrets. The way you leaned back against her the second you felt her behind you, it sealed it. You can't fake that. Huh. I guess you're good at reading people then? Well, it comes with the job. If you can't do that, you're dead. That makes sense. The world is dangerous. It is. So we tried to provide a little respite from all of that. Can I ask you something that I've been wondering since we got here? Of course, Miss Fonseca. Please, call me Courtney. Did everyone here pay 15,000 caps to get in? Oh, of course not. Most of them paid a thousand. Why did we pay so much? I needed to know that you were legit, and that you were serious. 
You're clearly both of those things. And those caps? Those caps give you full priority access to everything we have to offer. All you need to do is ask. And you will need that access if you're going to make an informed decision. Look, bottom line. If my sister and I are going to get this operation off the ground the way that we want to, we need a partner. A partner who knows Appalachia and who has resources. We check off both those boxes. I know. You also have a sterling reputation back in Pennsylvania. I heard you're a regular customer at Columbo's. Do they still do that veal, the old family recipe? Columbo's? Yeah, Columbo's. I think you mean Colorusos. And yes, their veal is excellent. A bit different from how it was pre-war, from what I'm told. But I can only speak to the current version. Oh, right. Colorusos. How's Mama Angelina? You mean Mama Angelica? She passed, I'm afraid. Anthony's running the business, at least he was when we came here. Anthony's a good egg. I'm glad he was able to keep things going. I need to talk with Davina for a moment, but I'll be right back. Then we'll chat. Jack, freshen these ladies' drinks and make sure that they don't see the bottom of their glass while they're here. Okay? You got it, boss. He was not what I was expecting. He was charming. And I'm glad those identities checked out. Charles is great at that. I've never had a backstopped identity fall through. And I'm so proud of you. You really took charge of that conversation and you were brilliant. Thanks, I just sort of rolled with it. Fresh drinks, ladies. Thank you, Jack. Let's go to my office and talk. So here we are. I'll get right to it. People have needs. I have them, you have them, everybody has one. And we want to fulfill those needs. What kind of needs are we talking about here? We leave the basics to others. Food, water, shelter. I'm not interested. We specialize in alcohol, chems, gambling, and of course, sex. Of course. None of those things are in short supply, but we provide a more premium experience. Premium how? You've already tried the alcohol, and I can assure you the chems are just as good. As for the sex, well, let's just say we provide the kind of experience one generally doesn't find out there in the wasteland. Your choice of partners, anything you want all along the sexuality and gender spectrums. And when someone wants something a little bit more exotic, well, we've been known to provide that too. Exotic? Well, for example, you'd be surprised how many people have a certain mm, fascination with super mutants. Even the occasional sheep squatch. Oh. Oh my. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to shock you. It's all right. It's like you said, people have needs, and we're certainly in no position to judge. You can sample anything you'd like, on the house. I assure you, you won't be disappointed. Perhaps another time. All business. I like that. There's one other thing, and I wasn't going to say a word about it unless you checked out. We're still in the process of getting a lot of moving pieces in place. That's where you come in. Go on. When we moved here, we found a trove of... Stuff. Well, I read through the notes they left and called in a couple of experts to help me figure out if this had the kind of potential that it seemed to. Once I finally found somebody who did, it turns out we struck gold. It's going to be an experience nobody's ever seen before. How would you like to be able to experience something through someone else's eyes? You can ride a horse through a field pre-war, but jump out of an airplane, 
Have you ever wondered what it's like to have sex as a man? You can do that too. I don't understand. This stuff we found, it lets people relive experiences that other people have recorded onto holotapes, direct brain to brain. And there's a lot of it, including a ton of sex. Why, we haven't even cataloged a quarter of it. We need to do that, and we need to... Well, we need to smooth out the kinks. No pun intended. What kind of kinks need to be smoothed out? Let's just say that the process occasionally runs into issues. We've had some uh, volunteers testing it out, and sometimes bad things happen. Really bad. I've had a couple go insane, I've had a few go catatonic, and a few... Well, a few just didn't make it. My god. The two specialists we brought in are working on it. And they're... they're getting there. They've developed a chem that seems to prevent the problems most of the time. But we're still working on it. I don't mean to sound hard-hearted, but we do want to repeat customers. If you two went in on this, we'll make you full partners for the low price of one and a half million caps. I know you have that kind of money, so it's down to whether you have the stones to join us on this. That's a lot of money. And a big decision. You're right. Both of you are. And that's why I'm leaving this offer open until this time next month. You are the first people I have approached. And I'm not going to say another word about it to anyone else until that deadline passes or you say no. That sounds fair. I think it is. You're clearly people who deserve respect. And you provided me with respect as well. That's very important to me. And until then, you have full run of the club. Your 30,000 caps bought you that, whether we end up as partners or not. The only thing I demand, and let me be clear, this is a demand, not a request, is that you do not speak of this, regardless of whether we come to an agreement or not. You have our word. Good. Boss, your sister said she wants to talk to you. If you'll excuse me, ladies. Look, you've heard my spiel. You get in on this. You're going to be Appalachia's number one power couple. Who says we're not already? (laughs) Yeah, you may have a point. Either way, I hope to see you again. And soon. And as I said, you can sample anything you want. Just ask. All right. Great job. What? You two were perfect. We only have a few minutes. His master terminal is on his desk. None of the hardcore data is on there, but there's quite a bit of overview that might help. He probably left it unlocked. But if he didn't, you shouldn't have a problem hacking it. Copy what you can onto this holotape. Just keep it in your bag. Nobody's gonna check it. I've made sure of that. What are you talking about? Your father sends his regards. I don't know what you're playing at, but we're here to discuss business with Mr. McAllen. We're not gonna copy any data onto any holotapes. He also wanted me to ask you, what did the evil chicken lay? Ugh. Deviled eggs. I have to say, your dad using a dad joke as a code phrase is a nice touch. I'll hang out outside the door and redirect him if he comes back. Once you finish copying the data, go to the bar and have a few more drinks. Then leave. Don't rush out. It'll look too suspicious. Understood. And thank you. Don't mention it. Seriously, don't mention it. It took me a while to get into his good graces. How long would it take to copy the data? Not long. And I'm glad he said to have a drink. I think I need one. My hands are shaking. How do you do this all the time? Sometimes I wonder myself. But really, you've been brilliant. I'm in awe. Even more than I'm usually in around you. This was fun. Terrifying, but fun. I'm not even sure if it would have been better or worse if he actually brought up the technical details like we expected him to. Um, Eressa? Yes? Will you stay the night? At my place? 
It's really late, and we have to go there so you can change regardless. I think walking into Atlas dressed like that would lead to... questions. Beth, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's purely a practical matter. I'm not trying to manufacture an excuse to... serve you dessert. I have a guest room, and it's yours. I promise I'll be the perfect gentleman. <laughs> well, since you put it that way... We can go to Fort Atlas first thing in the morning. I mean, if you'll have me. Otherwise, we'll just gather up everything you need and you can head back yourself. I think it would be best if we work on this together. At Atlas, in the morning. The data transfer is done. That's brilliant. Would you care to have a drink with me, Courtney? I would love that, Alice. I'll walk you to the bar. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 3, Checks and Limitations, was produced and directed by Brad Williams, and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, and Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez. Also starring Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis, John Laurie as Alan Banks, Penal Pineapple as Andrew Kirby, and Jay Chadwick as Charles Watkins. Featuring Elliot O'Brien as Craig McAllen, Andrew Rivera as The Bouncer, and Rob Cunningham as The Bartender. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Sacon. Please join us for our next episode, Episode 4, Fraternal Sympathies and Affections. Do you know what makes your video game bay tick? Have you ever wondered how they stack up against all the rest of the delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, and we analyze and review all of your favorite video game romances. I'm Vervada. Check out our podcast, Two Girls, One Ship, on all your favorite podcast places. Remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. I'm Brad Williams the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. You can find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod, where I'll share show information, artwork, side stories, and more. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to our third episode, Checks and Limitations. It's a privilege to tell Beth and Odessa's story, and that privilege cannot exist without you. So thank you, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we follow their journey. The art and logo for our story were created by A Darling Mess. You can find them on Twitter at A Darling Mess. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and I hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. You can also reach out to me directly on Twitter at onceupon76pod or via email at onceuponawasteland at gmail.com. Thank you. traffic and weather. Well, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. 
But hey, if that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double-ug, they're not paying me enough for this.